3: Or call
2: 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: The Around the NFL Podcast has stronger backs than Tiger Woods.
4: Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis coming to you from a room filled with heroes Mark Sessler, Colleen Wolf, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, men and women?
1: Hey, hey.
2: What's up? Not bad. Yeah, I got nervous there. I'm like, Wes isn't here. Do I step in? I've been here in a while. You're in
5: his seat. You need to fulfill right. all of his roles. I think you nailed it. I mean, right out of the gate. You know, that's that's what I was hoping for. We need some big words. Big words. Some uh, folksy <laughs>
4: wisdom. And, I'm on uh, it. Start get fired up at some point. Start yelling about something. Okay, oh, I can definitely do that at some point. Actually, you know what? Some good life lessons. How long have we all known each other now? Six, seven years. Something like that.
2: About that, yeah. We're
4: all friends. I've seen you annoyed. I've seen you <laughs> angry. But I've never heard you raise your voice. But, really? Yeah, but like, but legitimately. Like, angry, like yelling, the and mad. The
2: history is
4: very <laughs> rich here. Now, if I had Gonzo next to me right now, and mm-hmm. I said, Gonzo, is that something that happens inside? John Arnold
0: Gonzalez, born March 12, 1977, hey. is an American sports writer who is married to NFL media broadcaster Colleen Wolf, John, who's a Pisces, resides in Los Angeles with his wife and two dogs.
4: Uh... Is it possible that John was? say, oh, yeah, that's something that happens quite a bit?
2: It takes a lot for me to get to oh, that yeah. level, but once once I get to that level, mm. it's it's rough. I've learned, though, I've learned to kind of, like, de-escalate things because I don't like to get that. When's the angry. last time he witnessed
6: you in that state?
2: <sighs> I don't know. It's been a while. I mean, I usually, I usually yell about work and stuff like that. So I get home, and yeah. that's when everybody... Bend, that's when the real me like, comes yeah, out.
5: You don't seem like someone to be raised. It's not, there's not a lot of stuff I
2: get about. really angry about.
4: You think John's afraid of you?
2: No. What? That's the weirdest <laughs> question ever. <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, how about that um, little uh, Erica, the little game you did with us for Instagram where you asked us a bunch of uh, questions? Yeah, for sure. And then Colleen said she would rather be uh, famous than rich. Right. Yep.
2: Yeah, and, and then I immediately said, no, I want to take that back. I want to change my answer. I didn't think it through. I would rather be rich than famous. Yeah, but famous. that
3: just shows your like gut feeling like that was just yeah but
2: I got nervous when you were asking me these questions I'm not a good test taker this
5: is going to be on the Instagram around the NFL handle
2: yes the ATN podcast
3: don't
5: miss it Valentine's Day I already hate
2: it I already want to sabotage this and somehow delete my clip
5: Dan's clip is You know, as close to a horror
4: movie as (laughs) you're ever
5: going to vape. So just enjoy that.
4: It was a little bit off-putting, even I have to say that. Uh, Colleen, great to have you here. I started watching All or Nothing, the new Eagles season. So far a little underwhelmed, two and a half episodes in, but you have popped up a couple times. Really? Well, yeah, on like the Thursday night football dais and whatnot, but I'm waiting Uh for like a Connie Uh somewhere on the scene, uh, maybe a flashback to the Super Bowl parade, and there's some Cardi B rapping going on, none of that yet.
2: Okay, I, I haven't seen it yet either.
6: Do you no. get royalties for... I mean, because I would say, why is why no cutaways to our show? We discussed the Eagles for probably 25 hours this season. No cutaways, yeah. nothing. We haven't gotten... All it, or nothing, yet. more like nothing.
2: I know Mike Garofalo was angry too because uh, I don't think he made an appearance mm. in it. So, covered them the whole Tough year. Tough stitch yeah. in the
4: big spot. And speaking of Connie Fox being with us, um, really on a whim, I decided last night to launch a new contest. It's the... Connie Fox theme song sweepstakes (laughs) where I'm calling upon all of you listeners out there to submit a 30 seconds or less theme song jingle uh, for Colleen and you know have you this is a thing? yeah this is a real thing (laughs) I have set it up at Gmail the ATN podcast at Gmail send in your submissions and if If you if you're selected as the winner, Erica, what do they get?
3: There's plenty of stuff that you could win. Picture yourself on an island with the breeze, with the one and only Colleen Wolfe.
2: I'm I'm, I'm getting a vacation out of this. Bringing you
3: my ties with the winner
6: of the
4: contest. Working? You're serving the winner.
3: Yes. And uh, we'll put it on the Instagram. We'll play it live. And all 25 listeners of the ATN podcast will hear
4: it. <laughs> <laughs> the ATN podcast at gmail.com. Connie Fox theme song sweepstakes. Wow us. You be creative. Uh, again, Again, brevity is important here. Yeah.
5: Can we put a limit on maybe 30 seconds or less?
4: I already said that. Oh, you Th- did. That very the Thanks exact. Ram- like uh, minded. Yeah. Okay. Uh, qualification. 30 seconds okay, or good. less. Intro. Theme- less is good. And uh, the winner, I'm sure, it will become a staple of the show. So you will become a part of the history of this show. And the history is indeed. Very rich. And, and Colleen will serve you drinks on an island.
2: What made you think of this?
4: I don't know. It just it just popped in my <laughs> head. when Who's knew- paying for
5: the people to get to the island?
4: All that stuff is a little fire-festy. I'm not sure if any of that's happening. But one thing I could tell you is <laughs> definitely happening. Catalina Island, maybe? <laughs> is Ooh. that uh, you will be a part of the show and you'll get a shout-out. And maybe, some, maybe we could wrestle up some merch with a Shadow League figure. And Colleen Wolf. I love this. And you, the listener, the, and the composer, will be tied together mm. forever.
2: Did you think about this when you guys ran into me in the airport in Miami? Oh. Was that was it that morning?
5: You were stumbling uh, around the <laughs> Indianapolis mess. airport. You had missed your flight. Um, you looked a mess. lost and disappointed to see me, frankly. I uh, still
2: had my makeup on from the day before when I was doing the show.
5: And you were just sort of like <laughs> so. walking aimlessly uh, until you found Rob Ryan to have a have a drink with. You had missed your flight at that point.
4: The successful oh a professional broadcaster version of the Walk of Shame. It, what it you were truly doing. was. You are in your show makeup uh, and just wandering around a, a strange airport because you couldn't get to your initial flight how many times I told you to I gotta know.
2: get to that, that was the fir- that was the first flight I missed all year and then I passed out on some like rapper's shoulder on the plane on the way uh, to <laughs> some to rapper Miami nice. yeah I
5: mean who was the rapper come on I don't
2: know he was talking about how he had to go to the studio he was a very large person and I he was wearing a soft jacket. And I was in a bad place. Sorry. I mean, here,
5: here, took a nap. Colleen's sleeping on Rick Ross, and she doesn't even know it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Connie uh, Fox theme song sweepstakes. The ATN podcast at Gmail. Send your submissions in there, and we are off. Okay, here we go. Today's show. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. What a joke! I mean, can we please? Yeah. With the Valentine's Day, we're all grown ups here.
6: Handled it last it's night. That's funny. the way to go. We yeah. went out for Valentine's Day last night to avoid the L.A. Madness, the snarl.
4: Smart. That is
6: good. I mean, have family coming in too, so there was no way I could have checked that box. We yet. don't
4: even do the holiday. I don't even think we celebrate it. Maybe that's a little sad. Kid, Maybe we need like to it, reconnect the kids on kids like that. it. The kids do like yeah. it.
2: We go to the movies.
6: You do nothing. I, I find that
4: if you, you do nothing, they, everyone says
6: they want, no, no, don't, please don't worry about it. But if you literally do nothing, I sometimes sense some psychic reverb to that just to literally do nothing at all on Valentine's Day. For your significant other. Nothing will be done for me. But I'm saying the other way. She
4: doesn't care, and I don't care. Yeah. All right. And we're not going anywhere. Let's face it. I mean, we're locked in. We're in a long term deal with no outs.
2: Maybe check out Parasite. That seems like a good Valentine's (laughs) Day movie.
4: (laughs) Anyway, with Valentine's Day upon us, NFL couples who need a divorce. Ouch.
5: (laughs) So much for long term uh, (laughs) commitment. Long term commitment. (laughs)
4: Uh, And before we do that, let's do some news.
1: I'm
3: Lakeisha Westland, and this is the beautiful, intelligent,
1: funny, Ooh, keep one, going. Of, one of the going. most <laughs> badass women working in sports today, Colleen Wolf, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, hello
2: everybody. Okay, okay, I'll take it.
4: What is it? <laughs> I- you
2: guys just torture me when I come on. Like that's what <laughs> this has <is> turned into. <laughs>
4: I do like when Colleen goes, really Erica. goes into the newsy voice. Thank you, everybody. Wait, was that the <laughs>
5: one? Default. Didn't you no. and Lakeisha tape an episode where it was decided to... It lost episode of Uncorked. too hot for uh, public consumption?
2: Yeah, it was a little too much.
4: Got a little too loose.
2: Yeah, uh, we had to nix that. We've uh, done
4: that on the Throwback Podcast. Uncorked. Episodes have disappeared. Uncorked Mark, a you little an too early to before yeah. We taping. uncorked
2: too many. Yeah. yeah.
6: I don't actually blame myself for that lost episode. I
4: uh, no, that was, was not on definitely you. Definitely more
6: on other. That was individuals.
2: on me. You guys have a lost episode?
4: Uh, the throwback podcast has multiple lost episodes because the conceit of the show is to listen to music and drink, and sometimes that has devastating <laughs> uh, effects. I on this was the a broadcast. A, this was Coldplay, or no? This was Counting Crows. It was August and Everything After by The Count of Crows. I, I
6: mean, did immense uh, notes and homework, did all this preparation, and c- couldn't have been prouder of the episode. It will never be heard by a human.
2: <laughs> I mean, we started singing <laughs> Akineli, so that probably should yeah. have been lost.
5: I mean, well. Akineli,
4: classic. And and shout out to Lakeisha. You, you Akineli fans out there know what song she's talking about. <laughs> oh, that one.
6: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah.
4: Is that how you pronounce her name? Um, His. His. His Shout out. Wait, the but I only know the girl part. Forget about the guy part uh, in that song.
2: I don't know. Are we talking about the same stuff?
4: Yeah, I don't. Or? Are we talking? You'll cut this one out. On that one. That's a woman singing.
2: <laughs> Is it?
4: And then the other guy We're comes so in like growling. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> Co- oh, Lakeisha's show uncorked. Check it. Check it out on YouTube. Great show. And uh, that that episode with Colleen it has a assload of views. So good job. Wow. Lakeesh. Cool. All right, let's get into it. The NFL has reinstated Miles Garrett after an indefinite suspension. Of course, the Browns defensive end is back. Uh, this came shortly after Garrett met with Commissioner Roger Goodell. He had been indefinitely suspended by the NFL since week 10 for the incident against the Steelers on Thursday Night Football where he clocked Pittsburgh quarterback Mason Rudolph in the head with a helmet. Obviously, uh, devastating uh Setback for the Browns' season, they lost arguably their best player, and Garrett's reputation was upended. And, Mark, now he's back, and you assume he'll be smart here and you'll never have to hear about anything like this again. Uh, but it does. it is another sordid chapter in Browns' history when you look back, everything about Garrett, who, who had blown up into a, a superstar, and then it just all went away, and now he can move on.
6: You were there, Colleen, at that game when it happened, and, and it just evolved into utter chaos and the there were no end to the hot takes coming out of that game as there should have been. I the, My one takeaway, I never thought that he would be suspended going into next season. I think that there was this was a clean end-of-the-year suspension, then you break it and you give him a new chance. But I, if I had to pick one player on the Browns that this would not have happened to, it would have been Miles Garrett. I know that even earlier in the year on that Monday night game against the Jets, he had some moves that delved into I think ultra violence on some level. He was, level. He was. Game, yep. I think he was pushing he had a, very, had very hard personal
5: fouls his whole career, right? He
6: has, but I but that this 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 event is just something I not I would never have Miles Garrett also weeks before was in Cleveland at a dog park where a so-called Browns fan came up and just punched him through the window of his car. Miles Garrett did nothing. No retaliation and Smart. he's he's never been someone that yeah. you would peg as like the violent, dirty player. And that's what always threw me about this. And I think the Browns season went off an absolute cliff from that point on, if it was already heading in that direction. But... You were there. I don't know. I took it to be one of the most chaotic scenes of the uh, of the last 10 years. It was, oh.
2: for sure. I mean, for us we were on the field. We were just about to start bringing out the entire set for the TNF post game and we were going over different storylines of things we wanted to talk about and that was one game where I had taken notes the entire game and I was mm. like so proud like of like pro. how organized I was and I was like, "Ooh, I can go in like any direction right now." And then all of a sudden we just everything broke out into complete chaos. And it was on the other side of the field from where we were standing and they weren't replaying it at all in the stadium. So Mm -hmm. we had no idea what was going on. And all we could hear were Joe Buck and Troy Aikman like, Oh wow. Look at that. We were like, what look at what what's happening right now. It was complete and utter chaos. And like you said, When you think about Miles Garrett, it just seemed so out of character from the narrative that we had all kind of heard about him before, how he was super thoughtful and he's into poetry and he's super, I don't know, introspective. And then to kind of have him have that meltdown, I just feel like what he's done to his own reputation is a punishment of itself that, I mean, I don't think any punishment levied upon him would be greater than what he's done to his own reputation.
4: I think this was done... Well, I think the NFL handled this well. I remember they, when it happened, the pearl clutching afterwards. People saying you should be charged with a crime and thrown into jail, and it was all like a little bit over the top. But at the end of the day, the six-game suspension, a reputation that is essentially ruined, that he has to you know work to get back, and uh, the fine, missing the game action, it cost him over a million bucks. So don't do it again. And the
5: lucky and, thing is he didn't you know maim for him and Mason, Reeves. right? He didn't you know, it very easily. That that was another potential outcome if the swing had just been a little different or random, where it would have been way more serious. Doesn't like thinking about nights like that where you were working, Colleen, and in the season, and it was crazy. Almost like now that we're a, a week and a half into the off season, it, it almost seems like it like makes me shudder to like think about how think about shudder again. In what sense? Just like like it like you know. S H U D D E R. Like, uh, just like thinking about the madness of the season, it just feels so like I've let go of that. Uh, and now it just feels, it almost seems like a nightmare I don't want to think about. Not a nightmare, but like,
2: Drake <laughs> really,
3: Greg, like,
5: uh, okay?
2: revealing things right now. No, I've been I trying. I can't, to...
5: like, think back to the season. You have to sort of trick yourself into not thinking about it.
2: I've been trying to, like, deprogram myself for the past, I don't know, week, two weeks since after Super Bowl. It feels like the those first couple days afterwards, I felt like I should be doing all sorts of stuff but there was nothing to do.
6: One thing that helped us from the, you know, the, the madness of the Super Bowl was observing 95% of the game behind um, soundproof glass windows where I have no audible memory of the Super Bowl at all. I don't I don't understand what room we were in. It made no sense to me and I'd need to go back and watch it on television for even one second of memory.
4: Well, you have you could do that. Not feeling, not feeling compelled to Haven't yet. done it yet. Okay. Uh, let's move on. The Bengals are willing to work with Andy Dalton on a trade uh, with Cincinnati holding the number one pick in April's draft. By the way, night one of the draft, April 23rd, 2020,
2: my 40th birthday. Whoa. In
5: Vegas?
4: I don't know. We haven't oh, been invited to Vegas to, or invited to the draft uh, in several years. I don't know if it happens this it, year it, there's,
5: there's talk about it. Yeah. Um, there's I think a battle between shadowy league figures and uh, the one that's in charge of the podcast department I think is pushing for us to go and there's some shadowy pushback.
6: At least someone's battling for
5: us. So let's let's make that happen, I think.
2: It's so close too.
5: You are
4: you're so hyper connected, Connie, that if this happens mm-hmm. I would I would be counting on you and, and we need uh, Mark's wife Simone, who shares the same birthday and birth year as me, also to be in town You have to set up the the club and the bottle service. Oh,
2: I got you. I got you. You got to get. I got. I got connections now. I know you do. This is great.
4: Uh, Anyway, the draft is April twenty
2: third. Ricky's just shaking her head now.
4: Two thousand. (laughs) What? Ricky's my connection. Why do you find it would be almost (laughs) hypocritical? To have like a club birthday party, have like after Calvin Harris there I
3: don't think. No, I I was the one that was like, we should go to Vegas for your birthday, even if we're not working the draft. Like it's your fortieth. I think we should totally should. I was shaking my head at the fact that you think Colleen's gonna like hook it up because as soon as the party time comes around, she stops answering and then Instagram stories herself on a call. Oh off. wow! Okay. Ow, that got, wow! I mean, <laughs> I'm still upset. <laughs> I mean, Ricky, just I'm, take just
2: take I'm me sorry. out. You know? Yeah. It's okay. There was a yacht. There was a yacht oh.
6: that yeah. uh, was yeah. involved.
2: I had never been on a yacht. Oh. Yeah.
6: At least you haven't filed this complaint on all social media platforms and now on microphone. <laughs> yes. It's, I've seen this all, multiple times.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm it was still... also a dinner that was set up for months yeah. in advance. Take yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah.
5: You know, it's, <laughs> it's fine. Try to improve yourself, uh, put yourself in a better situation for next time. Ouch. Thanks. Jeez. Wow. Follow
6: the fatherly advice you weren't asking for.
4: All
3: right. Great.
4: I love you, Ricky. Uh, Bengals are going to take Joe Burrow, number one. I don't know anything about, you know, how these draft boards are are heading. But that one feels like it's going to happen. And that means Andy Dalton is out of a starting job. He already lost his job once during the season last year. But here is uh, the information we have here. Um, Rap sheet reported on NFL Now. One thing that is very clear is how highly the Bengals organization thinks of Andy Dalton off the field, on the field, in the locker room, how he handled last year and everything. My understanding is, according to someone briefed of the team's plans, they're going to work with Andy Dalton to facilitate a trade out of Cincinnati when the time is right. Greg, uh, we talked about it on our most recent show that the Bears jump out as a team that would maybe make sense for Dalton. He seems like a guy with his track record, his age, uh, what he flashed, uh, when given a chance down the stretch, that he has a chance to compete for a starting job or deserves that right, right?
5: I don't think he deserve. I don't think there's enough opportunities, and I don't think he's anyone's first choice. And there's not that many open spots that.
4: Yeah, let's talk about that. Where could he go to 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 me? The only way
5: that that he could be traded be, because I don't think he's going to be very many, you know, teams' his first choice. Is a, a place where he would be willing, like Ryan Tannehill, to take a big uh, take a pay cut, and that way pick the the place he's going and get it out of the way early. Now Chicago, I think, that could,
4: reestablishes value. Yeah,
5: and Chicago, I think could work for that if he kind of looked like Tannehill at Chicago and said that's a place where I could have some success uh, if I get the job eventually, and that the Trubisky could blow it. That that could make sense, but unless he's willing to take, I think he's making thirteen or fourteen million now. I don't think anyone's going to be, like, raising their hands to trade for Andy Dalton, like, to kick off this off offseason. Well, I
6: think it's, like, the seventh domino. I mean, they need right, to see exactly. where all these other, you know... We're going to talk about them endlessly between now and March, whatever. Where where Brady goes, and uh, you know the rest of these clowns, and you know D- Dalton fits into the team that doesn't get any of these people,
5: and it could be the Chargers, it could be, or it could be the. Ra- you know? I mean, like if a team like the Raiders, you know, Jay Jake. What Gruden, about the Bucks? Jay Gruden loved, um, mm-hmm. you know, Dalton. Bucks
6: makes some sense. Mm-hmm.
5: It could be Jacksonville if they if they get rid of Nick Foles. You know, Jay Gruden's there. John Gruden's in Vegas. I I think he could have options, but it gets tricky when it comes to a trade because. The Tannehill thing was basically a dump. They got nothing for him, and he chose to take a pretty big pay cut. So I don't know if Dalton's going to want to do that.
4: I'm just writing down teams that could be destinations. Chicago, Chargers, Jacksonville, Carolina, Tampa, Oakland.
5: New England if
6: Brady if Brady went elsewhere I like he's Mm -hmm. been linked to New England through people kind of just speculating I
5: I checked in on that because I was like people hit me up on it and apparently no one's reported anything I think Peter King threw it out as a I would guess Andy Dalton would be one of the last people that the Patriots would ever want I feel like they are gonna want you know like a, a rookie or just stay what's the point of Andy Dalton
2: Colts too Perhaps that the could Colts. that could work. I like, too, that there's all sorts of headlines that are like, well, the Bengals aren't going to put Andy Dalton in a bad spot. Like, he's going to have a say in where he goes. But it's like, I mean, no, we'll no disrespect. But like, I mean, any I feel like anywhere is a better spot for him right now.
5: Well, that's a good <laughs> he, he does kind of control it because of the contract, though, like assuming he could just say, no, I'm not going to renegotiate to go to Jacksonville if he didn't want to go there for some reason and then it wouldn't happen. He is due $17 million this season. So, yeah, that's not happening unless he changes it. Mm-hmm.
4: In other veteran quarterback news, a report from WDIV-TV in Detroit, Red Flag, uh, came out this week that Matthew Stafford was on the block in Detroit. and that, Came
6: out about like a day after our last show where we raised it as just a fantasy. Uh,
4: and the Lions obviously... Uh, you know, they try to get in front of this because General Manager Bob Quinn wrote a text message to Dave Burkett of the Detroit Free Press uh, that the report is, quote, 100% false! I I said it that way because the text had two exclamation points. And that's the only way to read that. Like, how would... Here, Collie
2: Two exclamation points. One is a it? lot.
4: Two... How, how would you read that as a broadcaster?
2: 100% false. No, it's, it's
4: too... More cool. serious. I think that...
6: I can't top that. That was one hundred percent (laughs) false.
4: It helps to look at it.
5: One hundred percent false. That Craig Craig has won.
4: (laughs) Ricky?
3: Sorry, the board's so long, I gotta walk to the other end of it. I would say Go ahead. One hundred percent false.
4: That's it. That's the winner.
3: Ding bing 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 bing. Well Someone's been going newer improv classes.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, can I? I'm gonna. Sorry, this is. You're I still upset stop. about the boat. No, no, no. The boat's this stopped. is. This no, is the best. Like people
5: make decisions. You Greg, know. shut they, up. They, they make, they, this they is, Make rankings, Greg, of who they like shut better. Up. And then they no.
3: You're so annoying. Okay, listen. <laughs> Connie pulled the best prank Of ever on me She and I were texting Back and forth We're gonna take The same improv class And then I was like Okay here I go I'm gonna pay the $500 I'm gonna sign up I'm gonna sign up Blah 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 And then went radio silent And now I'm in this improv class And she didn't sign up for it You were gonna take oh,
4: it anyway no. Also
2: it How was much too- did it cost? First of all a
4: terrible relationship
2: First of all <laughs> I told her that you take two hundred one, and I. Uh, it's been four years since I took one hundred one. I had to get special clearance. But I was 201. like, "Are you
3: sure I should do this? this is the date? This is the yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah." Going back and forth, and then I'm like, "Here I go!" And I literally sent four texts. Like I'm, I'm literally putting my credit card in. Here I go. And I was signing like, I'm just up to
2: make a sandwich.
6: Your guys' <laughs> friendship feels like a minefield. Like I don't see any, you know.
2: But that's how. That's how right? I show love. Keeping oh.
5: people
4: at a distance. That's <laughs> making promises.
2: I love, uh, I love Ricky.
4: but just so it's known, and uh, Mike Florio of PFT pointed this out in a post today. The reporter from WDIV in Detroit is Bernie Smilovitz, real name. And uh, it uh, the lines don't know Smilovitz. Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia don't know Smilovitz. He's not a regular team press conferences or locker room availability. Uh, he also didn't see comment from the Lions before publishing the story, which isn't to say that this is not false. Smilovitz might have nailed it. We don't know. But, you know, Big Bernie, maybe, maybe not, uh, that this is a story to take seriously. But oh. um, the Lions uh, say, no, we're not looking to move on from Stafford. He's a top 10 quarterback.
2: So is this a Russian bot is what you're getting at?
4: I don't know, man. They, they're they coming,
5: you know, after the report so hard that you, you tend to believe them. But they also sort of have to because they can't get caught in a spot where... You know, Stafford is upset. You know, his wife already commented on it and, you know, was upset about it. So you have to, you know, put this rumor to bed. And our reporters, Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofalo, also said very strongly this is not going to happen, which you would tend to believe because just because of the cap implications. They Immense cap. $30
2: million, right?
5: They would have a $32 million on their cap of dead money, and actually their cap would go up. You know, they would have $10 million less in cap space just. To get rid of him this year, and I don't think there's any way around that. So that I I like the idea. Like to me, it made some sense that if you if you fell in love with Tua, you would do this. But financially, you know, maybe it wouldn't make sense.
6: Well, so I, I automatically i I did a sandwich wager with these guys on the last show when we were doing a quarterback carousel, not a wheel, and uh, suggested that Stafford could wind up with the Chargers. That is before I actually did the requisite homework of looking at that cap hit, which I've automatically lost that wager. But I would ask this question. If the cap hit were much more manageable, would you buy that they would move on from Stafford? Because a lot of Lions fans are saying, no, they're all, it's like there's so much pressure on Patricia that they have to keep him this year. It's like, wait a minute. You can buy yourself tons of time as a new coach if you go get to uh, or fill in the blank rookie and he shines.
5: I just think you're in a situation with the number three pick where there might be two really great, quarterbacks in this draft that you can't expect to be in uh more than once every other decade and that of co- that you would have to consider drafting Tua I mean that it would be it'd be crazy not to and yeah you could trade that spot but like why would you not consider that and you could keep them both next year maybe if you really wanted to get crazy
2: I mean wasn't he having a he was having a really good season
4: though, before he
2: got hurt with Daryl Bevel there
5: it, wait, so Dan, you think it's crazy
6: just because you're, you're going to get three more years of Matthew I think it's Stafford? really,
4: really hard to find a true franchise quarterback. And the Lions did that with Stafford. And all their, their lack of success over the last decade, I don't put that on him. I put it I don't on either. an ability I don't either, but to properly team build around him. And now what you have, to me, is a golden opportunity. You have a quarterback who is play was playing very well before he got hurt. And that was the first time he's been hurt in eight years. Uh, and you have a chance to continue to progress on offense and then use that number uh, three pick as a potential huge leverage point for one of these teams that do desperately need a quarterback and you could rebuild your defense on the fly with a massive draft or two, and then all of a sudden you're in business in there, that division. there's
6: a strong argument for that I mean I, that, that's that, all that's that 's kind that feels of how logical, I see it. but I would say there also is another world where if you fall in love. With Tua to such a degree that you feel he's one of these, and, he, and a lot of people do, a new wave quarterback, quarterback of the future, NFL of the future, right. and you are married to him as an organization. That you are, do, you want to be the team that's stuck with the veteran in two years from now? Like the Lions,
5: they were finally up at number three. They weren't seven and nine or eight and eight, stuck at pick fourteen. Right. If you think he's you the know, next Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, even like J- John Lynch kind of gets out of it. Like he drafted Solomon Thomas over a quarterback in that in that draft. And it's like you only have so many chances with guys that high. And maybe this is all you know you know nonsense because Tua isn't gonna be that guy or whatever, but you at ha- you at least have to kind of examine it. Let's get Bernie
4: Smilovitz in the studio on Monday, <laughs> if possible, Ricky. Actually Tuesday. We're not- I,
6: I don't know if that's gonna be possible. I'm sure he is very busy.
5: Smilevitz Bernie
4: Smilovitz. Breaking down. news.
2: It's such a good name.
4: More quarterback talk. David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, still mum on the subject of Cam Newton and his future. He said after a charity event that nothing has been decided on the former MVP. at all hinges on his health. Here's a quote via The Athletic. I've said again and again and again about this. It's a question of how healthy he is, foot and otherwise, and that's still number the number one overwhelming thing to see how healthy he is and how we can figure out when he's healthy or not. Everything comes from that. Uh, there was a report maybe a week or so ago that the the Panthers wanted to at least get a look of at Newton uh, before they made any decisions. So this all seems like at this point, there, how much more speculating needs to be done on this topic, uh, that they do, I believe they're sincere that they want to see how he's throwing the ball, how he's moving. Uh, before deciding whether they want to turn the page on the franchise. Could be all smoke and just they're already ready to move on. But I'm kind of just going to take them at their word and not personally stress out about this anymore.
2: I mean, I feel like... To, Not
4: that I was, but...
2: If, yeah, you're losing sleep over it right now. If they're going to move on, though, from him, like, this is the perfect time to do it. This is the perfect time for them to hit the reset button with a new head coach, with him, with Cam Newton, dealing with all of the things that he dealt with last year. I mean, this, there isn't a better opportunity for them to move on and look okay doing it.
5: I, I like right saw now. this quote, and I just thought, he gone. I read totally into it. Like, I... To me, they're they're far along in their decision and ta- you know, talking about it, and the owner's not making any commitment to Cam Newton and Ian and Mike. I you know have kind of noticed the tone in their talk on TV where they think he's gone. I, I was like, he's gone. I think he's he's probably gone. It might get complicated because if he is hurt, but he they're there a month after this new regime has taken over, and the owners like. Kind of saying, eh, maybe. I don't know, you know
6: I'm with you because he's in the world of franchise quarterback and if this were another franchise quarterback in another organization right. healing and this is someone that you wanted to keep for the next four or five years, there'd be no there'd be right. no kind of mixed message. It's just very lukewarm and I think that's lukewarm is probably negative if you're that player. And it probably about.
2: makes it easier, too, for them to see that other organizations are moving on from their franchise quarterbacks. So, Well,
5: they're in a spot, too, where, like all these other teams, they it's not like they're going to just... I, I don't know if they'd cut him. So they have to see what they could get for him, and there might be a, a price where... and what, a lack of options out there where they just say, okay, we'll, we'll give it another year, but that, but that they're open to getting
4: rid of I understand him. the clean aspect of the narrative and the idea of I'm the new owner. I now have my head coach. Now I want my new quarterback. I just would be a little careful about writing off Cam Newton. And just because it's time for change in our organization, that means start over at quarterback too. Would I be surprised at all if Cam Newton got his health back and was an impact player for another few years in the league? I wouldn't be. I just think this is a maybe a, a dangerous move. Now, they know more about... He, like Stafford,
5: he was playing very well before his injury. Like, when he's been on the field the last couple of years, he's played well. They,
4: more than, they know more than we do, I would assume, the Panthers, about the long-term health and the shoulder and the and the prognosis and the foot, which I imagine is something he'll be able to get back from. But, I don't know, this one feels like a danger move to, to get back into the QB Derby and just hope you could find another guy. Because sometimes, as Mark, you and I know all too well, it could take decades. You could be wandering the desert. I don't care how good your draft pick is or how much you fall in love with somebody. A lot of these things don't work out. You have a guy that's won an MVP that has shown it, and he's not that old. I know he's been beat up. But just well, also if Change for change's sake is a little on my radar. Right,
6: and new, new owner, new coaching staff, but if you rip Cam Newton out of the Panthers' locker room, what are you telling the rest of your roster if you don't have a clear answer to replace him? I mean, that's the kind of move that can divide a locker room in April.
4: Meanwhile, on the throne of sleaze, Nick Casario and the Patriots agree to a contract extension. Remember, uh, this is the same Casario who's been there for a while. The Texans wanted a, uh, to grab him and pull him away from the organization. That stalled out. There was some drama there. Uh, but Casario now will remain with the Pats. And, uh, Greg, in a time of transition for this organization, you got Nikki C. in the building for the foreseeable future. Problem solved. <laughs> I mean, whenever they keep or don't
5: keep people, it all seems like I, you have no idea what any of these people, Dickie what their suit. value is to the Patriots other than Bill Belichick, especially in the front office. Like, I wouldn't be worried if he was gone. So now go get Skarnecki back. Is this, Colleen, you said before the show, there are certain things of this show you're not prepared to talk about.
2: Oh well, this one. I mean, I think I wanted, no, I've been I think thinking. What, look are, at those role in what the are those things? What are those things? He oversees the <laughs> pro and college scouting department. He's in the booth talking to Josh McDaniels. They were college You're teammates. You're ready for this. One. So, I mean, this Woo. is not one of the ones I was uh, unprepared to talk about.
4: <laughs> no one's gonna know. <laughs> Finally, Jameis Winston undergoes LASIK eye surgery. Uh, the man who became the founding member of the thirty thirty Club. That's 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. The man who, I believe, led the league in passing yardage, uh, over 5,100 yards, but a true turnover machine. And now he's undergone eye surgery, which is a, a brilliant move, PR move, as he attempts to get a new contract and, and talk. I assume uh, he wants the, the Bucks to stay in business with him, potentially in a long-term capacity if everything broke well for him. Uh, but a little reminder, now that we hear this, Uh, procedure was done of what Bruce Arians said at his end of season press conference on January 30th
0: yeah he's nearsighted I mean he can't read the scoreboard but he can see the guys in front of him so he's fine
4: (laughs) that seems
2: problematic
4: (laughs) I just like the whole matter of fact nature in which Arians said that almost like he put that out there on purpose because he was so pissed at Winston at the end of the season that he decided to share that info and sling a little arrow
6: I find it remarkable because there probably isn't a subset of human beings in America that are taking better care of health-wise than NFL players, and... Either the team has done so little due diligence that they didn't discover this was an issue for Winston until at the end of this season, or, I mean, why not have this procedure done A, before the draft, or in college, if not, when Arians got
5: there and found that out with the guy that he claimed he was going to flip the switch on?
2: Isn't he wearing contacts?
5: No, I don't don't know. He said he's nearsighted that i i'm nearsighted i can't see a sign he He had a block away when he had a publicist (laughs) release a statement that said like he you didn't want to count out any options that could possibly help him that as like presenting that he's being courageous and he's doing everything he can he's a pro bro yeah like i think eyesight might matter a little bit for a quarterback it doesn't you're not a hero for doing it five years into your career what is what is going on here I'll be I mean, with Dan if, and I'll say, like, wait, who is
6: that woman at the end of the driveway? It's like, no, that's David Ely.
5: It's <laughs> like if you go okay, back. Like, I mean, I, you can't see anything. If you go back and look at you know his interceptions, sometimes he's catching Luke Keekley in full stride. Like, he he maybe thought that was Cameron Brait. Like, he just, yeah, he has no idea true. what's
4: going on out there. I handled. I see it as a, a nice little deaf PR gambit.
5: What? I think it doesn't look bad. It is.
4: It, because it's like... Hey if you had lingering doubts if that's something that behind the scenes you've heard about well guess what it's not an issue anymore remove one more obstacle if the bucks are and Jason Light and and Bruce Arians are hung up on bringing me back
6: well, got to get that Lasik it, money though you got to be signed up by it, Lasik to be a sponsor
4: It's a great it's, it's a great potential
5: storyline though for Twenty twenty one. Oh, I'm if, so excited if he to work if he starts out can't wait. seven touchdowns. <laughs> like if he's like the MVP of the league next year, he starts out on fire and it's just like, Oh yeah, I guess I was just blind the whole time. I and then it, it proves LASIK, proves he was
2: the guy of the year. Lasik
4: stock would go through the roof. Oh because everyone would talk about it. it would be the it would be the major subplot around him. It'd be like every time he had a big game, LASIK! Mariota would just <laughs> Mariota would just get LASIK surgery. Just Everybody, just bunch of it. pros shouting LASIK. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Anybody, guys with like Luke Falk is going to get perfect. He has perfect vision. He'll get LASIK anyway. People are just
2: smashing glasses.
4: You cannot get LASIK, Connie, because why? Because you, you a big part of your look now is the glasses. Like you've you've incorporated that into your image, and it would be. I don't really... wear them on TV, though. Oh, is that true?
2: Also, you can
6: get glasses that are not, you know, non-prescription. That's that's, an
4: old Hollywood trick. That's a La raviol Magnifico.
2: See, I have one eye where I'm nearsighted, and then the other eye is astigmatism, so it's a real problem.
4: Yikes. You're a mess.
2: Yeah, I know. She's a freak.
4: All right, that's what's happening (laughs) in the news. All right, before we get to uh, NFL couples who need a divorce, reminder, everybody, that a week from Tuesday, I believe it is, uh, we will be at, St. Elmo's Steakhouse. I have a reservation for 12. Mark, you're going to be there?
2: week from Tuesday? It's maybe two weeks? I don't know. Oh, my God, it's so close.
4: And and we're going to have a nice time together. And Greg, as Connor points out, because you've hit out at St. Elmo's, About the quality I have not You guys are
5: The sensitivity to this issue From the two of you Reveals more about you Than it ever It's one of those All right Go ahead (laughs) Greg Get that
4: out Please More about you No It's And this is It doesn't It doesn't work as well The catchphrase uh, Over a mic But Just picture the image It's not about the meat Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. It's about the meat Oh That's what I try to tell Greg
4: No one No one disagrees M-E-A-T-M-E-E-T.
6: Oh, I get it. I mean,
4: it's it's well done. And you mark a, a guy who hates food, hates meat products.
6: Not true. I mean, you go there
4: and you have a nice time, right?
6: It's a I I don't understand this. It's so obvious that there's this like St. Elmo's backlash now where it's like it's not really as great as everyone says. It's like <laughs> I, it's fun just to go there. Why? What does it need There's to be? There's no backlash. There is it's immense. Totally every, it's totally manufactured joke. It is a total, and it's the new take. It's like Saint Elmo's actually isn't that great.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, I had mean, I a piece John. of a uh, steak stuck in my chest a couple years ago when I went with you guys, but n- I never told you. I had to go to the stuck bathroom and in yeah, your chest. yeah, it was just like sitting in. my It was bed. lodged. Yeah, different issue. Yeah. Jeez, so is I don't. I don't get steak there anymore. <laughs>
6: <laughs> is that the is that the foods issue or maybe you're? That's more of a system? me
2: issue. Yeah. Just yeah, wolfed
4: it down. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: exactly. It.
4: Uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day tomorrow. What about that, who needs a divorce? Get us going, Mark.
6: <laughs> I came up with like twenty five of these oh because my God. I think there's a lot of I
4: see highlighter. I candidates. see a lot of different. Things going you're on. you're very prepared I feel like I, this is this is right in your wheelhouse this sec
6: I some of these are tough because you have to spin negative and yeah, I, I, I don't wish to do that to this person uh, but I want to talk to you about the record of this team dating back to 2014 when this person took on their current role in consecutive years two and 14 six and ten nine and seven the high water mark five and 11 five and 11 seven and nine. You have immense questions at quarterback. We've just covered this. You have a roster that seems to never sort of play up to the talented pieces you think you've acquired in the offseason. The team is up until now because they are changing their uniforms apparently. Mm. Had one of the ugliest uniforms to look at. The general manager is part of that. Jason Light, to me, has outlasted so many disasters in Tampa Bay and a record that I find tough to just sort of back him I've met him I think he's a good guy it's not I'm not trying to flame the dude at all but like at some point general managers don't last this long when you look at these records and I wonder if you know they have to take a hard look in the mirror and not just sort of coddle and be overly cozy to their own front office you need to make a change nothing is growing in Tampa Bay the team is not developed here the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and their general manager. Oh, wow. That you move on to – like, you cannot float for a – this is since 2014 for more than half a decade with no identity.
4: A quarterback is – or a team is more than its quarterback, but I will – I'll say that in this case, when you do draft a quarterback number one, it does complicate a conversation like this because especially one like Winston, who's been so famously up and down – that your team is kind of held hostage for a long period You're of time. The one that drafted yeah. him. I mean, he drafted him, so yes. Yeah, so, so he he gets the blame or the credit or whatever the hell we, we want. to How about the ter- to this? The, loud, the bad coaches he's hired, the terrible defenses
5: he, they put together? Every I, year?
4: I think that is all fair, and I. But I just think in in the case of the Bucks, the Winston has hold, held the entire franchise hostage in a lot of ways. I don't know if they would have it would have changed anything if. If if he would have done a little bit better with the, I thought the Arians hire was solid. No, I like the Arians. I like hire. the Arians it's, hire. It's the three before that, right? And also, I mean, we we that a lot. And I'll just say the defense a uh, year ago, or yeah, going into last season, or maybe it was the year before that. Everyone said this is a great defense that he no, last year build. they were good. So 2019, and the they Bucks said that about them two good.
6: years ago too. And they just it didn't come up. Now it's listen. Yeah. Has it been all bad? No, it's not been all bad. But it's just that I don't like and this, is, this happens in Chicago right now and other places too, where the general manager drafted someone very high at quarterback, and there seems to be a lack of self-analysis and a willingness to say, Give me the L on this one. We're going to get a new quarterback. We're four years into this, not six years into Jameis Winston. Please.
2: I was even thinking like OJ Howard in the Bucks, too. I mean, there. I feel like there's many, many divorces that they could do within the larger divorce.
5: Right. I thought you were going to, to Winston, which you know. Well, that feels obvious to me, but it it does. But I going into the offseason, I think everyone expected Jameis Winston to be back with the Bucks, including you know our main reporter Ian Rappaport. But if Maybe it's just because of the vacuum of news out there these days, but it it sure seems like the conventional wisdom is now moving towards maybe they aren't going to bring back Winston. Maybe they will – uh, maybe uh, Jason Light will actually look at this soberly and and make a move that Winston might be pretty upset about some of the things that Arian said, you know, at the end of the season where he said so much of it is outright terrible and right. you got to look behind what's uh,
4: behind door number two and maybe they're they're a little tired of each other. To your point, Mark, if this is his window right now, if Light wants to say, I can get out from under this guy and get one last shot to get this thing right before they decide that enough time has passed and they can't. It's not going to work with me and them. Uh, this would be his window, or is he going to go down with the Winston ship? It's a big decision to make. Connie.
2: Okay. Well, a lot of times I go to bed in a bad mood when a game ends in a tie.
4: Right. I Screaming think- fit in the in the apartment. The whole thing.
2: Right. I think it's time to the- divorce. The tie game in the NFL Ooh. I mean there is
6: love it like it
2: very cheated that I've devoted my time and okay. my energy and for what I mean like what are we doing here it's I feel like we have to sort of stop pretending that this is okay I mean you look around the other major sports baseball doesn't do this to us basketball doesn't even hockey even hockey does not the largest st-
5: sport in the world does it quite a lot if-
2: I don't want to talk about soccer all right Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Listen,
5: (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah.
2: It feels like a slap in the face when a game ends in a tie. I just like it it leaves me very unsettled. It feels like the entire game was just a waste of everybody's time. So I would like uh, Mm -hmm. I would like for the ties to be done
4: with. What do you propose?
2: Um, I, just overtimes. Just just keep sending it into multiple. It just keeps going into.
4: So not a college overtime type thing. You're just saying keep running the overtime period. So in, in theory, there's a, there's a scenario where they're
5: out there for, for seven hours straight. They you're play, all about they that play player like safety. three straight games. Yeah, I mean, I baseball am. does that. And they play six times a week.
2: You got to have a smart roster.
5: Right. A little, a little <laughs> you got to
2: build for this.
6: Physicality
4: is so, a little different.
6: I, I'm with you 100% too because when I look at it's like week nine or ten. And you're trying to figure out teams there's bi weeks all over the place. And then you've got like I'm looking at this Arizona and Detroit had a tie earlier in the uh. year. And it just jacks up the visual
5: I, I like the idea, standards. but you gotta finish you gotta finish the you know, we say finish the suit around here. You got to finish the divorce. And that's what the, yeah. you got to come up with a new overtime, which it, maybe it's somewhat like college. Maybe after 10 minutes, there's a tie. You have a kicking competition. I don't care. What K- about defensive ta- tackles have a kicking? Just, competition. E- either way, you can't have them just playing forever. I understand that mm-hmm. part of it.
2: The only saving grace is when Rosie is doing his playoff like uh, permutations. Uh, I feel like oh, I'm
5: Rosie in this. Yes. Yes. yes.
2: Who else would be Rosie?
5: No one, but just for the list.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, Rosie Perez. When you're doing your playoff scenarios, Rosie I feel Greer. like the ties actually make it more interesting. So that's the only that's the only time I actually I've, like it.
4: I've spoke on this on this podcast many times. I hate the way the standings look when there's a tie. Right. It's 8-7-1, hokum. I hate all that garbage. Uh, but I will point out that since 2012, there have been... Eight ties total. So we get like eight one a many. year.
2: Eight too many. It's
4: not one a year, uh, sometimes none. Maybe there's two one year on a really uh, freaky occurrence. In 2016, we had two. In 2018, we had two. Last year, we had one. You see it as a novelty. It's 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 not the end of the world. I mean, I wouldn't have people playing until they dropped out of exhaustion like Colleen's laying
2: out. It's Survivor. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> All right. Um, let me throw this out here. Hey David Johnson and the Cardinals. No one to say when. Mm. What? No one to say what was once a beautiful. You see, Marriage Story It got shut out at the Oscars, but uh, nice. Should not have. Nice job. Or Dern
5: got the award. Oh, Dernessance. By the way, we were talking Dernessance on this podcast three
4: years ago. Years ago, we we essentially invented the. I, mean, I think it,
6: laun- it launched as we spoke about it. I mean, she, what she's done. She today.
4: got the Best Supporting Actress award, well earned, but the the film. Which chronicles the end of a marriage uh, between, uh, what's his name?
6: Adam Driver. Uh, Adam yeah. Driver and, Joe and
4: Johansson. That. that marriage started beautifully, and a, there's sparks and electricity, and it seemed they were perfect for each other. That's David Johnson and the Cardinals. And then all of a sudden, as time went on, it, it became apparent that this was not a long term thing. I feel like David Johnson is one of the best buy low candidates out there right now if he hits the trade market. And I know his salary isn't by low, but uh, it could be if you could work out something with the Cardinals about how the money gets distributed. Uh, But what we do know is that Johnson and Arizona are on the outs. Kenyon Drake arrived there in a trade last October and immediately kind of made his presence felt. And I know he's a free agent and there's things to work out there, but You would think that the Cardinals, if they really do like Drake, will get that deal done. And I just imagine that uh, there's a team out there that looks at David Johnson, how he came into the league, the fact that in 2018, the injury that cost him the year was a wrist injury, not a lower body injury. And then last year he was banged up. uh, But it felt like he kind of got pushed to the sidelines, borderline unfairly, and moved out of that offense. If there, maybe, again, there's more to it than, than people on the outside know. But if I'm a team looking for a running back and maybe someone that can make an impact and be a comeback of the player comeback player of the year type, David Johnson, fresh start, but let's end that marriage because it's no longer working. I'm with
6: you. I mean, it makes sense, but the, the financials, as you mentioned, are rough because if you want to cut him, you can't find a trade candidate, which is very possible because I think teams would think the Cardinals want to dump him at some point. It, you know you're not gonna you're not gonna sell high in a trade. It's a sixteen million dollar cap hit, and it self from a self scouting angle. It's interesting to me that Cliff Kingsbury went and traded for Drake to begin with when you had David Johnson. It, well, there's the that
4: see, there's that macho NFL stuff though. Again, that I sometimes think about like. Cliff Kingsbury liked Kenyon Drake and he worked with the front office and they brought, that's my guy. Kenyon Drake's my guy. And David Johnson was somebody else's guy. So he's not going to be my guy. So get him out of here because I want to build a team around how I want to build that, my there's team. There's also, like he that hasn't angle.
6: crossed
5: four yards per carry since 2016. So right. he just hasn't it,
6: been the same player. I
5: mean, yeah, the, the ego thing is one thing he's had, you know, 300 plus carries since he's been back. He, he's not, he's not helping them. He's not, he hasn't looked good. Tape, tape don't lie. I mean, he had the whole season before uh you know with Steve Wilkes, and that was a tough offense. But Johnson oh, didn't on. look good. Oh, come on. You had you touched that the ball was
4: historically three, bad offense. But you
5: touched the ball three hundred times and you didn't make any big plays. I mean, I anyone watching watch watch him either. the last two years does not think he's an asset. He was behind Chase Edmonds uh and Kenyon Drake, and it's a tough situation. I don't blame them for that contract. He was so good. Uh, before it I, you would have never guessed and maybe he can turn it around and maybe bruce arians is the guy to do it but it's jason light it bruce might be arians, the single worst contract in the nfl i mean he's due 12 million dollars this year and it's guaranteed and he was like the number four running back on his own team and and yes they they could have given him more looks but he looked bad i mean
4: i just want to see he him. didn't look good he was not healthy and but was he was healthy the at reason. the
5: beginning of the year and he played the whole year before and he didn't look good. So I, I don't know what it was.
4: I I mean, maybe he's shot, and that certainly happens sometimes, but he's uh he's gonna very be very young. Age twenty eight season. He's still got he should have some gas in the tank. I would just be he'd be a guy you take a look. Now that again not at his current salary, but maybe if you could work out a deal where Arizona eats some of the money to get him off the books. So.
6: Well, and that's, if you trade him, that does happen. So it would be less. I could, I could or he's that. done.
4: The Cardinals, that's certainly possible. The Cardinals would be happy
5: to pay all of his money because they're going to pay it anyways. It's kind of a sunk cost. They've already paid. If it. anyone would even guaranteed. give up a, a sixth round pick for a seventh round pick move, they would happily pay almost all of his salary because they're going to cut him anyways. There's no way. I can't imagine there's any way they would his they would contract. Bring him back.
4: There was a. I read. I read on this. There was a provision in his contract that was somewhat unusual. It's already fully guaranteed, so it's not even like one of those things like after third day after the league year. It's two ten point two million. So he's he could end up there again as a backup just because of the way the I contract think they would rather up. just cut him and pay him to go away than bring him back.
2: It just feels like he fell completely out of favor. So like maybe even a spot like. Um, Atlanta, where they're they're talking about you know not bringing or getting rid of uh, Devonta Freeman. I mean, maybe he was so fun to
5: watch. Devil?
4: It's kind know. of mystifying. It is really mystifying. that's part of the reason I bring it up too. Is like, yeah. is that is that just what it is? I remember uh, they
2: drafted him first in their fantasy league I that mean, year was, too. What's
4: people got, people drafted to him
5: pr- top five in their fantasy league last year? It's got to be bad. the steepest running back
6: free fall in the past decade.
5: Todd Gurley. No, I would say uh, Gurley's
6: not entirely there yeah. yet. I mean I Le'Veon want to see one Bell, more But but, maybe? but you were talking about worse running back contract
5: Gurley is contending with the David Johnson
2: one. I got one. I got one coming up for you guys. Ooh.
4: Okay, Greg, you're up.
5: I'm gonna make um I'm gonna make Stefan Diggs happy. Oh. Well, at least I think it's gonna make him happy. You you can never really tell with Stephon Diggs, which is one of the you know, the reasons I enjoy him as a presence uh in the NFL is his tweets are mystifying and you always think it's like about the vikings when he's making it yesterday he tweeted everything that was done in the dark is about to come to light." Oh
2: no he did not <laughs> uh, a few
5: a few days ago oh, boy um <laughs>
4: dude
5: i mean there's a lot of this uh there was a few days ago there was business is business with his hands up in the air um, he, re- you'd retweet, you don't get what you deserve, you get what you negotiate. It's just, he's always sending, and this oh, is, you know, this is showing how old I am, and it's like, yeah, this is a thing you do. He's sending out the messages. It's fun. It's But not clean.
2: the vibes. And
5: and even Mike Zimmer's got involved. He sent little shots about Stefan Diggs over the years. Going back 3 4 years like little little things where he's not with the program. These two, they just seem like they need a divorce. It's a bad idea I think from the Viking side cuz he's so talented. I w- you should try to make it work, but it just feels like you can get a lot for Stefan Diggs.
2: It feels uh when we did I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, I do Thursday night football.
4: Oh yeah. yeah. But when the,
2: when the Vikings... I'll
4: take fame over anything.
2: <laughs> Shut up. I would rather be rich. Um, if the uh, When the Vikings beat the Redskins last year, we had Kirk Cousins and Diggs on the set together. Right. And I will never forget how weird it was. Like, their energy together mm. was so... Like cold and icy. Even not though boys. You guys are trying won. to be like, "Hey,
5: this we is like, turned yeah! back around." You guys had a great game, and they were just kind of like, "Yeah." Uh huh.
2: It, it was so. But it was just like awkward as hell. Does
5: Kirk Cousins get
6: any of the blame for that awkward relationship, or is it all on? Yeah,
2: tape? no, for sure. But I don't. I don't know where it stems from. I don't know what the deal is.
4: He signed a five-year, seventy-two million-dollar extension. July 31st 2018. So he's under contract through 2023.
5: Nice contract
4: if you were trading for him. Uh I I would say yeah, he's a I think he's a great number 2 guy. Like a great second banana which makes me think he's in a really good spot where he is and a grass is always greener thing. But he also is the type of guy I think that could potentially fit in with any number of offenses if he got set up at the right spot and continue to produce. Mm. He's not happy. He, he's not happy. I think I would take yeah. him over Thielen
5: if I had to choose. To me, he's a top 20 receiver. I'm with you. He's not like A.J. Green in his prime or Calvin Johnson. He's going to take I over think in, in his games, eyes he but is. Man, is he talented and like an unbelievable route runner and just – you know, like I think you're right. He could fit on any any team. I'd love go it. get him, Patriots.
4: Uh, Mark, one more time around. It's tough, Mark. So Now you got like a bunch of paper. You could
5: you could do a speed
4: round. You want to you want to go speedy? You can go speedy. This I thing. will go I will you.
6: speed two, and then give you a third.
4: So you'll speed three, or it'll be two speed, speedies and then a speed long some Two fun
2: ones then. on there.
4: Okay, let's go. It,
6: number one, I think that the Detroit Lions and the number three pick. Should be divorced because because <laughs> the Stafford trade's not happening. This is one way to build your team. Got it. And they've not been able to just like the Bucks form an identity other than blandness for so long. It's your chance to. They, they've to given do that. this
5: relationship a long a mm-hmm. long uh, run. Yes. <laughs> let's stop well, it.
6: that's right, that's what a quick one. Uh, Patriots and James Devlin. Give me a break. Um, <laughs> Falcons and Matt Schaub. Yawn. Uh, let's see. How about this Chargers. Wait, Matt
4: Schaub is still in the Falcons. Yes. I'll leave him there. He seems I, like a nice guy. It's not cute
6: to me anymore. Now here's this is the one that I feel passionate about is the NFL and this was removed from a written copy I wrote today because it was Ooh, too hot, too apparently, dangerous. Although it's spoken about on our our network endlessly. NFL and the NFL's interest in any concept of a 17 week season. Mm. If we don't like the like ties getting in there and jacking took up the out standings, that yes, the headline. Ridiculous. Yikes. And like I don't want to. I don't want some. Like records here. Eight and eight, is, I love eight and eight because it tells me you are mediocre and your record is mediocre and you can walk into any bar room in the country and no no one can argue the fact that you're mediocre. Suddenly you're eight and nine or nine oh, no. and eight and there is no, I cannot come up with one good reason For a 17-week season, where they're talking about giving star players a second bye week, so we can sort of start slowly morph
5: into the NBA regular season, which is utterly meaningless. They're not going to do that. The stars thing, I think they got rid of. I
6: I just don't see any. I I don't need an extra week of football.
5: Teams would give be given a second bye week. So just from like a nuts and bolts, our lives perspective, and frankly, that's that's all we can The second like bye uh, uh, that, the, the the week. The week would, be, it would game, be two though. weeks longer. The season would be two weeks longer because it would be one more game and one more bye week. Whatever this we... would not
2: be a good thing for you, I don't think. I mean, for me either because I'm, you know, math is not my oh, strong yeah, yeah. suit.
5: No, it's oh, yeah. it all up. I, mean, I, like, more a, I, like, I like an even football. number. It would be more Thursday Night Football. Hey,
2: I like where you're going with this. Though. Fame! Give me the money.
5: What else, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> that was good.
6: I've got a lot, but you he guys don't want to take you. any of yours. No, go, go ahead again. Jaguars and Leonard Fournette, tedious. Been tedious. Ooh, for two that's years. a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Redskins and Trent Williams. He's got. He's under lock and key for one more year. Trade him now and get something because he's not going to stick around a year after. this. I don't care if Ron Rivera is there or not. Nice. I'm done.
4: That was good. That was good. That was a nice one at the end there. His little Casterly came out there. Yeah, got out of that marriage,
5: see. <laughs> most important person in your organization is your quarterback. <laughs> and the second most important person in your organization
4: is your backup quarterback. Hey, don't forget about that left tackle. He's protecting your quarterback. Oh. See?
2: I don't have a casserly, so.
4: Do you have another uh, divorce? I do. Okay.
2: Okay, so here's the issue. If your significant other is draining your bank account and is never there for you,
5: don't project.
2: Come. It's time to serve them the papers. John Gonzalez.
5: It's, it's
2: time to say goodbye to the highest paid running back in San Francisco, Jarek McKinnon. Ouch. Oh, I
5: mean, just picking the guy
4: while he's down. Do I we need to really... Guy's being operated on as we speak, probably. <laughs> it's know. financial. It's, it, it's, it is
2: sad. You know. I mean, I feel like he's basically been getting alimony because he's just been getting paid. And
4: it hasn't worked in. out for the, yeah, when, the, the Niners. Territory. When
6: Belichick cuts him, it's like, oh, Belichick's cutthroat. He understands how to build a roster. Now, like, the Niners do it, and it's like, oh, poor Jarek McKinnon.
2: I, I th- listen, they just have a lot of running backs that <laughs> they are trying to support right now. <laughs>
5: Celebrating, <laughs> celebrating uh, a man who tore his ACL and then tore his Achilles and back to back.
6: I'm not celebrating. It's just that it's like if another team, it's like, oh, the Patriots, they're just ahead of the curve. <laughs>
4: um. Anyways, I would like to. Okay, I feel like else? that one
2: got brushed off. So uh, Redskins and Josh Norman. That feels like it's. Yeah, that's, maybe that's, the Vikings. That's, yeah. Okay, how about this one? Vikings and Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. Okay. All right, I
5: think that's, it. No, I no, I think <laughs> these just make sense. That, those are, are all yeah, those happening. Are happening. I think yeah. those are all happening. I wrote, a, I wrote a piece this week. Uh, guys who could get cut. I'm interested in the Vikings in general, whether they might blow up that whole thing because Rhodes is one. But then there's Linval Joseph. Mm-hmm. There's uh, talk that Everson Griffin would get cut, which would really? be shocking to me because he played amazing last year. There's another couple guys who have big numbers. And they've had all those guys forever. And it fe- and they, they're one of the only teams that has real cap issues. And just like, do they, are they ready to just blow it up? Because they've been doing it the same way a long it's time. It's
4: synced up pretty well for me. You Three-year deal for Kirk Cousins. You get three years of this to figure out Mike Zimmer. And if they don't next year, mm. blow up the whole damn thing.
5: Interesting. Because I, I am curious if they'll... Try to sign Cousins to a new contract like in the summer. Yep. I'd hold on that. Yeah, and they might. They yeah. might. I'm curious to see because this would be when you would do it. You would not wait till, yeah. till he's over eager to, do to get free agency next year. If you really believed in him, it's just going to be a whole thing again. Get ready for
4: Kirk time. It's never going to happen. Uh, I'm going to do a little twist on this. I want uh, a couple to stay together for the kids. Oh. The kids being us, the football oh. audience, Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Oh, that's stay. I'm with you. Stay together. There's a movie <clears throat> that my parents Deb and Keith love. The Notebook. They, mm, I don't think they love that, that. Doesn't one. feel like a Keith movie to me. No, book. I don't like it, Danny. I don't understand. He, sh- he should have gotten with her sooner. Um, no, there's a, <laughs> Michael there's, Clayton. There's a movie that came out in 2000 starring Nick Cage and Taylor Leone called The Family Man. Does anybody know that one? Yes. Okay, Keith and Deb love this movie. They watch it every year during the holidays. And the, the hook of the movie is is that Cage and Leone are college sweethearts. And then movie opens with Cage having a decision to make. Is he going to stay in New York with Kate, T- uh, Taya, and live happily ever after? Or take this 12-month internship at Barclays in London? Internship? Yeah. It's a 12-month post-
6: Unpaid internship.
4: Yes, to get his foot oh. in the door and really launch his finance career. He gets on the plane- <clears throat> Cut to 12 years later. He's a hugely successful um, investment dude. Uh, he's a bachelor living in Manhattan. And Leone, she's settled down with somebody else. And then it becomes one of those things where a a angel comes in the form of... Um, who's that actor? <laughs> he's the guy that... Uh, Merlin Olsen? No, he's the guy from Ocean's Eleven, the bomb expert. Uh, African-American gentleman. great Gordon actor, Freeman? Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Ah. Thank you. Don Cheadle is an angel. And he says, what if you lived your life differently? And then he wakes up and he's living the suburban dad life with Leonie and then he he learns to love that life. Anyway, simulation. nice movie. Yeah. Nice job. Nice job by Nikki Cage in a big spot with that type of movie after all the action pictures. Anyway, if if Romo took the money and went to ESPN as it's been reported out there that would be him getting on the plane and going to taking the Barclays thing and he might end up being richer than he could ever imagined and, and I'm sure ESPN will bend over backwards to find roles for him to to make their money uh, but Jim Nance is Taylor Leone in the situation mm. and will either of them be happier in the long term I don't think so I think you stay where your heart is and that's the best buddies. Uh, work in CBS, work in the biggest AFC games for the next 15, 20 years and and ignore the siren call of more money because that's what your agent tells you you need to do and that's what this is about and just follow the money, stay with CBS. They're going to pay you very well as, uh, as well and then just do it.
2: I mean, they're
3: Choose already,
4: that life.
2: They're already getting paid well so at that point, why don't you just stay with the person that's going to make you happy? Mm. There
5: you go. I thought you were going to say get Nicolas Cage back together with uh, Lisa
4: Marie Presley. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, I
5: think that's I think that Ar- sail. Patricia
4: Arquette, that was the one. I think that ship sailed as well. Anyway, wouldn't that be a bummer though? We we speculated about it, but if if he, Romo really left and he was doing Monday night games,
6: uh, it would bother me. I unless oh. unless like you know someone wanted to rest both of them
5: away. From CBS and keep them no. as a duo. But what I like about
4: this is the Masters guy, well, I know, He's a big I, I keep them together.
5: Like, it's like you're not messing with the the beard yeah. and the in the uh, the beak. Like, I don't want you're that You're keeping to Fouts move away. and Eagle together. You gotta keep those two together. Keep them together. <laughs> Close it out, Greg. Oh wow, it's a lot of pressure.
6: I mean, we were asked to prepare too. So
5: I um, <laughs> no, I know I've got a I got a few different options. We've talked so much quarterbacks. How about the Los Angeles Rams? don't spend a season trying to explain why the Todd Gurley contract actually made so much sense and that why... Speaking of taking the L. Yeah, why, um, oh, we're not using him that much or this or that, or, oh, he's actually just as good as he was before. Just... you. Can't see it clearly, uh, even though he's got half the production as before he's he's really helping us out, and just like they're always on the defensive the whole Todd Gurley thing just feels like it's a lot of high maintenance, a lot of drama they're meeting with him before free agency, which sounds ominous if uh if I was Todd Gurley and wanted to stay with the Rams. I just feel like just take this out it was a it was a bad idea I guess to do this uh to do this contract and I don't think you could get much for him in a trade, but I do think you get something. I don't think he's at the point with David Johnson where you just, the contract is problematic and you'd have to give up money for it, but it just feels like let's move forward. I think their running game could be pretty dynamic, and there's just a lot of baggage with Todd Gurley that I think would be fine to move on. From.
6: I find it curious, the idea of another front office saying, we now want to spin
5: that PR message for the next two or three years, so we'll, no, we'll trade I, for him. Hopefully, like, in another place, he would just be like another player. He has this thing here where it was like, Todd Gurley is our MVP candidate, and he's the identity of the Rams, and we're giving him this contract. Got sucked
4: into the whole story around it. Yeah. And
5: yeah, he's guaranteed $13 million. So, like Stafford, it doesn't really make any financial sense. You would have to be willing to take on that mo- a lot of that money just to get rid of them, but I think sometimes a fresh start, you know,, uh, you know people say in divorces, you know it costs that much money because the it's worth effects, it because though, it. On the
4: children, you're happier on the other side.
2: I feel like what would happen to Jared Goff in this situation? I mean what would happen to him?
4: I was going to say honestly? that when we have this conversation next year, somebody might bring up Jared Goff as the next guy that's got to go. Yeah. I think that's very we'll we'll possible. See. Very possible. We'll see.
5: I think that's different. They'd be fine without Todd Gurley.
4: Can I just throw out one more? I think the Steelers and Big Ben should stay together. Okay. I don't think it'd be a terrible idea for the Pittsburgh go and get a Gumar. Should <laughs> I know, get a you know somebody on the side? Of Which side. They,
5: they've tried to do and they keep getting the wrong Gumar. Or or how about um, you bring like you know you've got
4: your a Saturday night girl. You got your Friday nights are with the wow. wives. Saturday nights is with the girlfriends. Not me, but yeah, I would you say know.
5: you're not advocating that as a no. personal approach. to Saturday Night Seriously. Girl Steelers. Well, plus, like you, you have uh, this one estranged uncle, Le'Veon Bell, with the Jets <laughs> that isn't really working there. Bring him back into the fold. You have this other wacky cousin who's down there in Florida making a lot of news, writing Instagram posts about how he's sorry
4: to Big Ben. Bring Antonio Brown back, like bring the whole gang wow. back together. A dysfunctional At family reunion. reunion. Uh, I just want to point out one last like nugget about that. He's going to be 38 next month. We just saw, you know, Eli was going into the tank and then it, he bottomed out this year. Philip Rivers obviously went into decline. It is a bit of a big assumption to now believe that Big Ben, maybe not the biggest fitness nut in general to start with, <laughs> coming off a whole missed year with a pretty horrific elbow injury in his age 38 season, oh, he'll be fine. There's a chance he's going to stink, and then what do the Steelers do? That's why you go get a Saturday Night guy.
6: Well, so they like they tried. They drafted guys in the first four rounds over and over. And if Mason Rudolph didn't emerge as a bottom like four percent quarterback in the league, maybe they wouldn't spin this mm. these words with Big Ben.
4: I'm saying I take Andy Dalton to the Copa. Oh, that's what really? set the table up right in front of Frankie Valley.
6: This Andy Dalton c- does not sound like a fun Saturday Night Girl. <laughs> wait, is, I, wait, is Saturday
2: is, Night Girl is a thing? That's I've like never, a, I've never, I've never a heard thing? of such
5: a thing. Uh, in, Why, no, not for I'm talking you. About, Greg's uh, like, I've not heard of such no, a I've, thing. I've never heard of the phrase. <laughs>
4: Infidelity? Well, I've never.
5: Like, I would guess, the majority of our audience, I, I mean, our audience, I've never <laughs> heard the phrase. I've never heard the phrase or the...
4: That is a direct lift from Goodfellas. Okay. That they all the guys, all the wise guys... Fridays with the wives, Saturdays with their girls. Mm.
2: Now I understand yeah. stuff.
5: Better have a lot of money coming in.
4: I like. I um, think those guys did. That's true. They were very uh, cash fluid. Colleen
5: Multiple likes streams. coming on this show because. You know, if you're if you on NFL Network, you can't even throw in just little lines like, Ben, you know, maybe not one of the big fitness guys in the league. <laughs> you can't even say that yeah. on NFL Network.
2: I'll get crushed. But here,
5: that's like. Titans fans will somehow figure out the a way top to come 10 me. most objectionable <laughs> things we've said.
4: Maybe. Maybe uh, Big Ben is Rocky in the shack in Russia right now. Nobody knows. And he's going to come back uh, in August looking unbelievable. But, yeah. That would be such What's a What's more thing. likely? That's well, everybody one of, comes yeah. back
2: looking unbelievable in August. So. He,
4: de- he definitely seemed like... He
5: does not, though, actually. yeah, That's he, true. He knew, he knew That's he was, what I mean. He knew hey, he was Eagle out Elliott. for the year, and he was like... He was like uh, in, I'm he was out like, for the year. He's like, this is a unique time in my career. I'm going to uh, embrace this.
4: I have a giant starter parka that I could hide underneath and a big old beard.
5: Oh, that sounds great. Let's
4: fly. It does. It does. I think reporters get need loose. the
6: occasional IR... Season, but leave it at
2: that. Sounds like my off season.
4: Connie, you've done it again. <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> There's that mean. brassy voice again. 1920s flapper. <laughs> Golly, came out there. Yep. You've done it all. You've said it all.
2: Thanks. I what, try.
4: What's next in the uh, off season of Connie?
2: I'm gonna go see a movie. I think. Fun. I've been watching m- more movies and. Uh, what are you gonna see? Plugging in on news that's happening other than football. It's great. What am I gonna well-rounded see? Well-rounded human. I don't know. I haven't seen Little Women.
5: Oh, Maybe great. that's it? Really? So good.
2: I watched Parasite last night. She so that's was robbed. Checked. that. What a, was what a good? wild, wild movie. Good move? I All wasn't right. prepared for what the movie was.
4: Subtitles, you didn't have an issue with that?
2: No, that was fine. I mean, it, it was a lot. There were a lot of twists and turns. And I didn't necessarily like the way I felt after the movie, but I, could, I can't stop thinking about it still okay. today. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's jo- crazy. Joker,
4: which caught a lot of heat, that had that effect on me. I was a little bit upset by Joker. Like, after unsettled. After I walked out of the uh-huh. theater, yeah. I'm with you, but it was... And then it was painted as something else. I uh, never saw yeah.
5: that. I would say Parasite in the theater was as, like, impactful uh, an experience as as one I've had in a movie theater in years. In oh, wow. Of, yeah, you walked out, like, like feeling. Yeah, but you you skipped
6: season. Hustlers, which I saw, which was... That's like, true. That
4: left me shaking. That's shaken. true.
2: I texted Mark when I was watching Hustlers on the on the flight back Thank one you. week just how much I loved it. Would
4: you you thought it was a good film?
2: I, I thought it I've was. I've heard great it things. Was a great plane I watch. was a
5: little worried though on the plane, you know, it's not a little, uh, little it's, loose. It's a challenging
6: plane movie. <laughs> I don't bods. know what they included or what they decided not to include. It wouldn't. Yeah, you've got people two rows back looking at what. That's what, what I'm you know, saying. What Greg Rosenthal is watching like on a,
5: television. I, I wasn't worried about that so much as like the seven-year-old kid, like two seats next. You time. always have children on your mind in a good way. You care
6: about children. i think one your, It's one of your kids. qualities.
4: And I'll throw it out since I brought up earlier: The Family Man, 2000, Nick Cage, Tay hmm What's his name? Don Cheadle. Don I'm Cheadle.
5: A, yeah, some respect here. Put some respect on Don.
4: Maybe don't watch it now. Do do the Keith and Deb move. Wait till the holidays. Okay. You curl up with the man and the dogs
2: Mm-hmm.
4: and a little legnog. That's great. Check out the family. Put
2: man. that on the calendar for next
4: year. I mean, that was right. Tia
6: Leone's final film, as far as I'm concerned. That she was
4: done right. Anything since? Ouch. Ooh. Damn. Just asking. I don't Leone I, take takedown in a big spot. He
5: was I feel like she vanished. Nick Cage was having some big hits. I mean, some. Uh, he <laughs> was on, in a good run there. Had an adaptation around there. Yes. Matchstick Men was a little underrated. Bringing Out the Dead was good. I mean, Gone in 60 Seconds. He was doing like three a year yeah, I right didn't around. See gone in 60 Seconds
6: was, was not terrible.
4: Paleone hey had a pretty awful divorce with uh, the dude from... David Duchovny. Duchovny. Right.
2: Oh.
6: Which I think kind
4: of sidetracked her. I forgot about that. All right. That was a divorce. Ah, see? See?
6: I'm on her side. It was a fair question. I've not. I don't feel like she's you know dazzling Hollywood. At this
3: Speaking
4: point. of infidelity, that Duchovny was a cad.
2: <laughs> he had a Saturday night lady. What was it?
4: He had many ladies uh, every day of the week. All right. So we'll be back on Tuesday. It's President's Day, uh, and I know that um, Wes is away for the weekend. I'm going up to the mountain that you were just at. Yeah. Mark, you're getting loose. I know. Greg's going nuts. More on a solo tip.
2: Party no. in Santa Monica.
5: Yeah, we got a big date Saturday night, me and Emma. But no, I wouldn't say getting
4: too crazy. So we'll be back Tuesday. I'm
6: Greg sure. pointing out that he doesn't have a Saturday. We, you know, he's going out with his wife uh, on Saturday uh, night. Okay.
4: Hey, <laughs> yeah, I never heard of the term. I'm a one woman man. The uh, vows they <laughs> I'm trying. I'm me. looking out for the, the listeners. We if oh, the listener if Colleen and I don't know what a Saturday is, uh, who does? But uh, Dan, I'd like to know how you know so much about this.
6: Greg, looking out for the listener for the first time in roughly seven years.
2: <laughs> Greg's on his burner right now. <laughs>
4: oh yeah. Uh, all right, Ricky. I love you. I just want you to know that.
2: Ricky, are we cool? Are we? Are we good?
4: Yeah, that's, that's how are
2: How are we?
3: Let's see
4: if that divorce is happening.
2: Yeah, no, we're we're all right.
3: We're working through it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I got a support group of an Im- improv class that you're
2: not in,
4: so... Is, <laughs> I'm going
2: to take the accelerated one and catch up.
4: There's a saying, Colleen, called kidding on the square when someone is joking around, but they actually they mean it. I think... I'm just going to say this, and the time's not great because now we're going to end the show, and then you guys are going to be face-to-face, but...
1: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> I think maybe it might be a time to maybe do a, a show of friendship, like maybe a spa day oh. together. Oh. Something to show that you are, you, you value Erica, that you love spending time with her, because who wouldn't? And that will kind of clear the decks of any lingering animosity about some recent events that have occurred.
2: Erica, we could go get a facial. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. Great. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dan Hansa signing off. For... Quiet store. Connie Fox. Oh, don't forget about this. Sweepstakes, the ATN podcast at Gmail. Till Tuesday.